Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Echale Podcast. My name is Jose Quintero, and I'm going to go ahead and do a quick introduction because you've already seen him in past episodes. You've heard him in past episode. Eddie the Hustler. What, what up, up, brother? What's up? What's up, bro? <laughs> no, I'm so excited to have you back on here because obviously one of the topics that I love to get into and so do you is money. And if you're listening to this episode, you're watching this episode on YouTube, you saw the title. It literally says Masterclass Finance 101. So investing. We're going to do four episodes with Eddie talking about money. How do you feel about that? I feel good, bro. Yeah. You know, I, lo I love talking about money, and I know you do. We both light up like a tree, you know, in yeah. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go ahead and do four episodes. Uh, we're, the first one's going to be very basic introducing you guys to money, introducing to the psychology of money. So that way, as each episode goes on, you start understanding a little bit more and you have a foundation of it. And uh, one of the things about psychology of money is repetition. So even if you don't, know enough about money i think once you start immersing yourself in money like you yeah. start understanding it better how do you yeah. feel about that On, yeah i think when it comes to money right it's not like you have to be a rocket scientist or anything it's something that you can develop you know um the good thing about the internet and social media is that you could learn about stuff right you could go to um what's website investopedia start reading stuff there's a bunch yeah. of articles and there's a lot of people on social media that will challenge your perspective about money and teach you about it. Uh, but the more you surround yourself with it, the more you expose yourself to it, um, the more you'll develop, you know, the skills and start getting familiar on what to do with it, how to use it, all that good stuff. Yeah. So the psychology of money, when we think of psychic, it's like the mindset. How do you start yeah. developing the mindset towards having money? Because we all like money. We all love money. We love, but like we, my mom says, like it's hard to come by and yeah. it's so easy for it to leave. Uh, so how do we start getting into a mindset of having money stay with us? What do we have to overcome? Because I'm sure that's a lot of like inner. Yeah. I think it's our, our, our behaviors and our internal views on it. You know, mm. like for example, when I was younger, Whenever I would get a paycheck, like antes, before I would get it, I would do the math and then I would look at, okay, what can I buy, yeah. right? But after a while, you know, at least with me, I was getting frustrated. Like, damn, man, I'm always living like check to check. Like, I want to do this and this, but I have to, uh, you know, budget my money more or figure out what I'm, what I'm doing wrong. Like, I was always behind. Yeah. Um, and from there, I kind of took initiative to start reading, you know, exposing myself, um, putting myself out there where... They were talking about money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would ask my parents, too, because they have a different perspective, right? Uh, I learned some of the mistakes that they made. Uh, talked to my friends. People that I knew, like, hey, th he's doing pretty good. He has his house. He has a car, things like that. And then just talking to them. But I think the, the biggest thing is just putting yourself out there, asking for help, um, taking initiative, and just really um, trying to get involved and yeah. change you know, the psychology, uh, the way you see it, how you use it, you know, how does it work? Yeah. And 
go from there. Yeah, no, so many of us that are probably listening and viewing this on YouTube uh, are afraid of money. We're afraid to even check our bank account. I know I was the type of person that I was afraid to uh, check my bank account. And then not only that, every time we got a raise at a job, I, even though we're supposed to have more money, it still feels like we're yeah. not, we're still living paycheck to paycheck. Yep. Um, so I think like the, the fear of money, I don't think it'll, like once it starts going down and you see like, dang, I don't have that much or it's like going low, that fear is always kind of like there, even with me, you know, mm-hmm. I see my, my balances and when I have like big purchases, like it still hurts me like, dang, you know, it's dropping yeah. and that fear is never going to go away. But to combat that, one thing that I do is, you know, I believe in myself, I believe in my skills, I'm constantly learning, you know, reading, educating myself, uh, you know, to find ways to make sure I keep myself sharp because, in my opinion, money follows value, right? So the more valuable, the more knowledgeable you become, the more skills you have, eventually the money will come, Yeah. you know? So you have to provide something of value. So I'm constantly learning, developing my skills, and, you know, the more you learn, the more you'll earn. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, going back to the fear, I mean, it's, it's never going to go mm-hmm. away. But you have to constantly be developing yourself. That way you believe in yourself. Like, yeah. oh, okay, I have the skills. I know I could go out and, you know, make money. I know my skills in my workplace. I'm very knowledgeable. And Yeah. So many people say you have to face fear uh, like head on. And I firmly believe that as well, because when I started like getting into my finances and getting into like my bank account, like sometimes seeing it, ah, shit, I have an overdraft fee. Like, oh, shit, I spent too much money. Like once you start seeing your bank account, you start realizing how much you're spending on stupid stuff. And and maybe it's not stupid stuff because at the moment you got gratification from a bag of hot Cheetos, from a Starbucks. But then you start realizing all these patterns are like, hold up, I'm buying a bag of hot Cheetos every single day at a dollar eighty nine or whatnot. Or shit, I'm buying a Starbucks coffee every single day for five bucks. That's thirty bucks. And and uh, even though those are like you're everybody's trying to like look for a cheat code like maybe I should yeah. start buy, like buying less coffee when you're supposed to start understanding what you're spending yeah. on right yeah I agree that's that's a good point yeah I think once you understand like where your money is going it makes it a lot easier right because I think the first step when it comes to you know getting your money in check is to understand where every dollar is going, yeah. you know? And then one thing, how I view my money, and just going back to like the psychology and the perspective is, I treat every dollar as like an employee, right? Mm. So I wanna give it a job. I wanna have it do something for me in order for it to grow, you know, recruit more employees and things like that. So like little mindsets like that kind of switch your perspective, like, oh shoot, what the heck, right? Okay. Cause a lot of it's just spending, like, oh, I want Netflix, I want this, I want uh-huh. that, but once you start switching, like, okay, how can I make this dollar grow, right? Mm-hmm. How can I double it? How okay, can well, I... then t- take me through, like, all right, you get your paycheck. Let's say your yeah. paycheck is $1,000. How does your mind work? My, my mind, uh, when I get $1,000, right, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pay myself first, right? Okay. So I'll put something to the side. What does it, paying yourself mean, though? Paying yourself means the money that you made, you're taking a portion a portion of it, whatever, you know, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, mm-hmm. whatever you feel comfortable with and putting it to the side. You can either save it, invest it, um, or just hold, hold on to it, you okay. know? But that's me paying myself because if I don't, then that money's going to get spent, right? Because mm. when we see it in our bank account, 
a lot of times it's like, okay, this is how much I have, and we already start doing the math. Okay, I could buy this. Oh, I got this bill coming up, right? We're not thinking anymore about putting it away. So mm-hmm. that's the first thing I do uh, to make sure that I'm able to invest or save it. That way I have money on the side. Okay. Um, but that's the first thing that, that I do is pay myself first okay. before anything. And then after that, so you pay yourself first, then whatever's left over, is that your play money? Is that what you use to, uh, your fixed yeah. expenses? Yeah, pretty much. So that, that portion, the remaining balance, I pretty much use it for, for bills or like anything extra that I would want for myself a little bit. Uh, but I kind of delay a lot of like the gratification of buying certain things like, oh, I want this Jordan or yeah. I want, you know, a new watch, a new hat. Yeah. A lot of it, I kind of push it off a little bit because until I have like a certain um, amount saved or invested. Right. Mm. So before I buy anything, I like to have, you know, either that same amount saved up or invested uh, just to make sure, you know, I have like a cushion just in case if anything goes yeah. wrong. But well, that's is, how I treat it. Is there a certain like for going back to the one thousand dollar example, is there a certain percentage of the one thousand dollars that you save yeah. or like uh, out of one hundred dollars if we're making it sim- simpler or is it? Like, what's, what's um, the number? Everybody's, I feel like, looking for a number. How much yeah. of my check should I be saving? That one is, it, it's hard because it's, it's, again, it's personal finance. So it's based on what you feel comfortable. Like, mm. I might be able to do 500. Mm. Someone is like, oh, 500, I can only do like five right now. Like, I'm not comfortable saving that much. Or I only want to do 10 bucks. So it's whatever you're comfortable with. A uh, good rule of thumb that I like to tell people is like 10%. So out of that 100 bucks, 10% is $10. Just 10 put bucks. it to the side. Right, just put it to the side, put it in a savings account or invest it. And the good thing about when you put it to the side, don't put it in your regular bank account that you use for spending because you're if you see, see it, it, you're going to spend it, you yep. know? So it's good to have like a different bank account because you know, it's like, oh shoot, and, let and, me pull into that. Yeah. And that's, again, going back to the psychology of money. Yep. The psychology of money is you see it, but you have to work your mindset differently. Yeah. And one thing that I noticed, because I do have separate banks, bank accounts, right? So I have my main one, mm-hmm. which is Wells Fargo. And then I have like Charles Schwab and yeah. I also have Chase uh, just because I'm like crazy. like that. You just, you just <laughs> yeah, don't want to have your money in one bank account. That's just me personally. And uh, what I do is I automate things. Mm -hmm. So many people are like, okay, but do I have to do this every time I get paid? Well, if you set up automation, you don't have to worry about it. Like you just, it's it's sort of like you said, giving your money a job. Well, you can give your bank account a job too. I literally have like, hey, every week transfer 50 bucks into my savings or my other bank account. And then little by little, like, I see my main bank account and I'm like, all right, well, that's what I got left over. And I already forgot months later about my Charles Schwab or my Chase bank account. You're just like, oh, shit, I have more money. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like uh, there's like the cliche says out of sight, out of mind. Right. If you don't see it, you're not going to touch it because when we see that money, when you know you have money, everything becomes an emergency. It's like, Mm. dang. You know, I'm hungry, but I ain't got the money right now. Oh, let me just pull it from my savings. I'll put it back yeah. later. And we, we all know it's not going to happen. Exactly. You know what I mean? So uh, little things like that, again, just your perspective on how you treat it and how you use it goes a long way. And it all comes down to habits. Mm. Um, so it's not like rocket scientists or like, Dean, this guy's a genius or like, what the heck? It's just the habits 
the little the little things will go a long way and it'll build up over yeah. time so this is a master class meaning we're gonna go uh over things pretty fast and um obviously a general overview but as the episodes go by we'll probably get uh into like deeper topics like talking about credit cards talking about um investing talking about uh so many other things but definitely Eddie is somebody that you should follow on social media and check out his work. One thing I now want to go ahead and talk about is these terms that we constantly listen or constantly hear because we hear assets, we hear liabilities, right? So what would you say is an asset? So in simplest terms, an asset is anything that puts money into your pocket, right? Mm. And that's what we want to strive to, to get, right, yeah. with our money, right? We want to put it into assets. So I think a great example is going to be like a house, right? Mm-hmm. You buy a house, the value of it goes up, that's an asset. Eventually, if you rent it out, things like that, money in your pocket, over time, the value of the house is going to go up. Again, okay. equity, I mean, well, that's another term, right? But yeah. the value of the house is going up, asset. Okay, what is the liability? A liability is the opposite. So anything that takes money out of your pocket, right? Okay. I think a good example is like credit card debt. Um, sometimes a car loan, right? Money out of your pocket, it, it's leaving you. So okay. we want to use our money to buy assets and limit our liabilities. So question, for example, you said right now like a, a car is a liability. Once yeah. you pay it off, does it become an asset? Um, well, I think from my perspective... It depends on how you use it, but it kind of still is a liability because, you know, you have the maintenance, the upkeeping, all that other stuff, right? So it's still technically money out of your pocket. But, um, like, the way it would be considered an asset would be, like, if you have your own business or side hustle, right? Mm Because now you're using that to get you around to generate revenue and things like that. But that's that's another discussion. Yeah. All right. So another term that a lot of people uh, don't understand is appreciation versus depreciation yeah. or depreciation. I yeah, don't know. depreciation. De- okay, good. I yeah. said it right. <laughs> appreciation, that's when the value of hopefully that asset goes up in, mm-hmm. in price, right? So, uh, for example, a stock, you buy it at $5, it goes up to $10. That's okay. appreciation, right? The proper term is capital appreciation, right? Okay. So the money's going up. Depreciation is the value of something goes down. A good example is like a car, right? You buy a car, let's say it's 50000 in like five years. You drove it and everything, the value of it's 25 or whatever. And you know then what so I mean? many people don't realize uh, like they drive the car off the lot and it's already depreciated yep. in value just because yeah. you took it out of the car lot. And you're just like, but why? Well, ya está usado. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ya lo yeah, chupó yeah. el diablo. <laughs> you right? Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, the, a lot of these terms are good for people to, to understand, especially when you're getting your money in check, because it, it helps when you have an understanding because they're kind of like guides, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I know I said equity earlier, for those that may not know, equity is basically ownership, right? When you own something like a house, they, you know, they might say equity or with stocks, they say equity. It's basically ownership. Like you own it. Okay. Dang, okay. Is there something that you recommend people do to get into the mindset of money? Like, obviously, we talked about automation. We talked about, like, putting some stuff to the side. But is there something that, like, as an individual, 
versus somebody who already has a family because I think those are two different conversations at times. Yeah, I think it is. Um, as an individual, in order to get, well, for anybody, you know, I see money as like oxygen, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like the end all be all, but we want to make sure we have enough. That way we can, you know, breathe comfortably, just mm -hmm. like oxygen, right? You, want, you don't want like a whole bunch, but you want to be enough to yeah. take a deep breath, right? So that's how I see money. Um, as an individual, right? I mean, you would want to be able to take care of yourself, buy things, you know, enjoy things in life. But a lot of it comes back to you, right? You have to look internally, look at yourself, put yourself out there, learn about it, expose yourself, right? The more you can expose yourself to different perspectives and about money, eventually, you know, be ingrained in you. And I think it's a little bit different if you have a family and stuff, because now your purpose, or I think like one of your biggest goals is like, hey, I want to provide for them. You know, if you have kids, like, oh, I want my kids to be successful. So everything that you learn, you're going to instill it into them and they're going to build on that, right? So boom, it just starts building and building. Yeah, so that, that's very important that you touched on the kids because generational wealth is another term yeah. that is used a lot and you're just like, it, it's super, I guess it's easy to decipher what it means, generational wealth. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're passing down the wealth to a new generation. Yep. We didn't have generational wealth, you know? I mean, if you're listening and you did, great. Yeah. Most people don't have generational wealth and it, generational wealth can be gone in a generation yeah. as well. Yep, it could go so, by quick. Yeah, it could go by quick because people don't understand or have a really good relationship with money. So that is the end goal, I think, for a lot of people. Have, be financially stable, financially comfortable, uh, have a good relationship with money, and be able to pass that knowledge down to our offsprings. Yep. And yeah, so thoughts on generational wealth. Yeah, um, I think that that's huge, right, to understand money and share the knowledge, right, which is one thing that I do, you know, I guess is like the homies are like, oh, you're an influencer. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, if anything, I feel like a big brother, right? I just yeah. want to share whatever I know because if I could teach one person to show them something, obviously they're going to share it to someone else and it just starts multiplying, right? And there's a reason in school it's not really taught, right? It's mm. different. It's not – if everyone learned about money and how to do it, I mean, who knows how the world would be. But, you know, when it when – you talk about finance and everything and generational wealth, a lot of that stuff, you have to learn it outside of school. And, you know, it starts with the kids. You teach them whatever you know and they build on it. And then that's how you're able to, you know, basically start your own bank. You know, mm -hmm. um, the more you, you know about certain things, the more you could pass it on and the more impact you could have on other people. Like my little brother. Right. When he was younger, probably like 13, I started teaching him about credit cards mm -hmm. right, and how to use it, uh, you know, the on the statements, you mm -hmm. know, how to read it, things like that. Little things like that will go a long way. And again, in school, a lot of that stuff isn't taught. So it starts with us, yeah. you know, passing all that information on. So you mentioned something that you feel like a big brother on social media, just sharing your knowledge. Um, you know, to the people who, who follow you. And I think that's very important because every time we're trying to share knowledge, just like this podcast, because at the end of the day, quiero que leches ganas a la vida, quiero que salgas adelante. Uh, we're not financial advisors yeah. and whatnot. And so many people will go to a financial advisor to tell them, and I'm sure they've told you like, hey, yeah, here's $100. Can I just give them to you? And can you just do it for me? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's happened to me a lot. Um, you know, people always tell me like, hey, bro, can I just give you money and you like do it for me or whatever? But I'm not a financial advisor, right? I'm just simply sharing my knowledge and I try to show like, okay, this is how I would think. This is what you could do. Um, and the reason why I don't want to take anyone's money and like, oh, yeah, this is how, um, let me do it for you, whatever, is one, it's it's your money. No one's going to care about your money more than you, mm -hmm. right? So you, if you give it to someone else, it's a different it's a different story, right? So they don't have much on the line because it's you. Yeah, you'll probably get pissed at them or whatever, but it's like at the end of the day, you gave it to them. So I don't want to take that responsibility. And two, I'd rather show you. Again, like how I was saying earlier, if I could show you, obviously you're going to pass that to someone else. Right? They're going to know it, and then that's how we start spreading the knowledge. You might instill that into your kids and go um, from there. But I don't think, um, you know, as a financial, to have a financial advisor, también, I personally don't believe in them. I agree. Right? <laughs> so um, I, I don't think it's worth it. Again, there's a lot of people online, Internet. You could learn a lot about uh, finances. Yeah. You could ask people. You know, people ask me all the time. And I help them out, like, hey, I'm thinking about this. What's your opinion on it? I know you've asked me about some uh, investments, like, hey, yeah. what's your perspective on this, right? And I, I think as a society, we just need validation at times. Yeah. I think it's the instant gratification to make sure that we're in the right path. And and I'm glad you mentioned that because, look, I'm 31, you're 25? 27. 27, yeah. okay, yeah. wow. Do I look 25? Oh, yeah, 25. I'll take it. But still, bro, like, you're younger than me. And I think it's uh, it, it just goes to show that you can learn from anybody regardless yeah. of age. I was actually having a conversation yesterday. I, was, I went to a concert, uh -huh. and then on the way back, it was like an 80-year-old man who was still doing uber and lyft and whatnot and i was just like fuck i i love learning about people right and yeah. the psychology again behind their reasoning as to why they're working or whatnot yeah. so but he was talking to me about investments since like so i was super intrigued yeah. because he said he's lived in rancho cucamonga since the 70s and i was like oh did you buy a house yeah, and whatnot? Yeah. he's like well i bought a condo then i sold it bought a house for 200 in mm -hmm. uh in the 80s and in my head i'm like dude like you probably already paid that house off it's been 50 years yeah. right uh right since the 80s yeah. well almost 50 years 40 something years and usually uh, a mortgage term is 30 years right okay i was like 30 <laughs> years so he's all like no i still got um i still got about 15 years to pay because we refinanced so mm. much but then oh. he started talking about his investments yeah and he and i was talking to him about my investment strategies and he's all like oh i'm gonna have to check that out thank yeah. you and that was like dude no importa la edad as long as you have yeah. a passion towards talking about money and as long as you keep surrounding yourself yep. With these conversations, I learned a lot from him. Yeah. He might have or might have not learned something from me, but just having that moment of conversation. Yeah, that's beautiful, bro. Like that's That was so dope. Um, and resources, having those resources. I know you love reading, and I envy you so much for <laughs> that because I try to read. But I feel like you're constantly reading books. Yeah. And sometimes you share books and I don't even tell you that I go and like I buy the yeah. the audio version. Oh yeah. And then I'll listen to them and then I'm like, all right, but I wish I had like a book club to talk yeah. about. Oh this. bro, just speaking on that, I wish I had that también too. Yeah. Uh, hey, maybe that'll branch out to something else. But maybe. What are some like book recommendations? Yeah, I think 
there, I mean, there's a lot of books, right? Um, I think when it comes to money, ones that helped me on my journey, one is the psychology of money. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the author. Uh, I think it's like Michael Holmes or Howes, something. I, I don't know, but it's called Psychology of Money. Um, another one is going to be uh, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Mm-hmm. That one's by... Ramit. Yeah. You read that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one's I, really good. Yeah, yeah. He, the I Will Teach You to Be Rich. He also has a Netflix show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Rami. Yeah, it is Rami. Yeah. Yeah, it is him. Rami, something with the S. But um, those two books definitely helped me. Uh, a third one, I would say, the is going to be Rich Dad, Poor Dad. A lot okay. of people have, have read yeah. that one. That one's a good one. Robert Kawasaki or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki, yeah, Kiyosaki there, there you go. go. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I think the, uh, How do you feel one? about, um, oh, my God, Dave Ramsey? I actually read one of his books. I think um, when it comes to getting people out of debt, he's really good uh, at that. But everything else, I mean, in my perspective, I was like, ah, I don't listen to him. Okay, like I read what? one of his books. Because uh, I, I think I read one of his, The Total Money Makeover. And this oh, one, I haven't read it, that one, that was like one of his biggest yeah. iconic one. And what I, I, I can't remember. What are like some of the takeaways? Well, exactly. Like I said, I can't really remember, but the biggest takeaway that I feel so many people have taken from him yeah. uh, is the snowball and avalanche. Yeah. I don't know if he's the one who invented it, but I know everybody references, oh, Dave Ramsey's snowball yeah. versus avalanche. Mm-hmm. Snowball is basically you tackle your debt with the lowest amount. Yeah. So let's like say you have a credit, three credit cards. One is 10,000, one is 3,000, and one is 5,000. Yep. Psychologically, you're yep. going to tackle the one with $3,000 yeah. just to get rid of three, three credit card debts or whatever. Yeah. Versus the avalanche, you tackle the one with the highest interest because in the long run, yeah. it's going to be charging more you more. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's the snowball versus the avalanche. Maybe the 10, the 5, and the 3 out of those three uh, credit cards, the $5,000 uh, credit card has a 7% interest rate yeah. versus the Especially. 10 and the 3 is a 2 and a yeah. 4. You know, psychologically, you're gonna, you're probably gonna be doing better paying off the one with a higher interest rate. Yeah, and I, and I, and that's why I said, like, when it comes to paying off debt, like that perspective, like the mindset of that, like, oh yeah, let's tackle the lowest one because once you see something gone, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you feel good, like, yeah, I don't owe money on this one. Um, so I think that's like a, a really good point that he has as far as like um, paying off debt. But I think uh, I haven't listened to him too much, but I think like when it comes to investing and stuff or like a house, he's like pay it off in cash and things like that. Um, So I think it's debatable. But again, it's personal finance, right? It's whatever works for you. That's what I always tell people. Like you could take my information, whatever uh, I give, but, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Do your research. Because it's working for you. Yeah, exactly. It might work for someone else. It might not. Like I might talk about doing it this way. And then you're like, "Uh, I don't know. Right. And again, you said it's personal finance, so it changes. For example, going back to the day in Ramsey, at the beginning, I had uh, five uh, student loans. Yeah. Right? I had five different, they're all from the same loan provider, but one, and I will be honest, it was 80 grand. Yeah. It was 80 grand, and I still have 50, FYI. So if y'all want to help me out, pay for it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so psychologically, I was like, oh shit, like I need to pay these quick. So yeah. I had a 3,000, 2,000, 
thousand and then two twenty four thousand, right? Yeah. And I paid down a three thousand. I paid down a ten thousand one, and I was like, oh yeah. And now I have a five thousand and two twenty four thousands. Yeah. It left, but. I noticed that the one with 24,000s, they both started at 20K, but their interest rates are like at 6% versus my $5,000 one is at two. Yeah. And you're just like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I could pay off the 5,000 one quicker, yes. Yeah. But I know in the long run, that bigger balance with the bigger interest rate, yeah, it can catch, too. yeah, it's gonna kill me. It's gonna catch up to that five. <laughs> yeah. So, like, real yeah, well, quick. So, yeah. During that time period where you, saving tambien or you're just paying everything off like you're just focusing on i was i was definitely attacking and i wasn't really saving i did have a cushion yeah i had uh again there you go another dave ramsey save a thousand dollars yeah so that that's very much but i think everybody says that but i had a one thousand dollar cushion just in case for emergency and what i consider emergency is if i need a a tire change yeah uh or a medical expense or something unforeseeable And, and once that was taken care of i went and i started just anything that i had yeah straight to my student loans now i have a car payment yay (laughs) why Why? but i did it i have a car payment student loans are now back on yeah i heard about that i know so there's that and then now i'm trying to build my and i don't know maybe that's that's just a conversation just to have like my emergency uh fund is not a thousand anymore now i want to have three to five months or three to six months of Of expenses of expenses saved up and that's, that's good, too. It's always good to have, like, money put away because you never know, right? Um, let's say something happens at your job, they shut down or whatever. It's always good to have extra money put, put away. You know, it just gives you that, that comfort. And you start thinking a little bit better, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I have money put away. So you're a little bit mas calmado, right? Rather than, like, dang, I'm living check to check. So your lifestyle is going to be different. The way you carry yourself, the way you move is going to be a lot different yeah. when you're like, dang, I need to make sure, you know. I'm so good. you mentioned uh, uh, three books. And I definitely want to mention two other books that I really like. And I think because we mentioned one, males, and then two, they were mainly white or yeah, not people of color, <laughs> you know, and we also want to help our raza out. So if you guys have the opportunity to check out Wealth Warrior by Linda Garcia, available literally on Amazon everywhere. That is a really good book to get you started. She is a woman Latina who literally has a it, it really reminds me of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the way yeah. she talks about her life and her relationship mm. with money and yeah. how she's learned about money. And then the other one is about a girl that I follow. Her name is Millennial In Debt. She was a teacher and mm-hmm. then started learning about money. And then she has a book, This Is Why I'm Broke. It's also yeah. on Amazon. And I freaking yeah. love it. Because Linda's is amazing. It's Rich Dad, Poor Dad style. Yeah, Hers isn't Rich Dad, Poor Dad style. Mm-hmm. It's very much stocks like and it has it in bulk like sections and then, yeah well, sections okay. and you're just like oh you can read this book like like you could jump around yeah kind of? like like oh, an encyclopedia yeah, like almost so again rich dad poor dad i will teach you to be broke uh i mean i will teach you, I'll to, be teach you to be broke this is oh, why no, i'm don't broke read that one. don't that read that one, one. <laughs> this is why i'm broke uh wealth warrior psychology of money yeah 
Um, and then you mentioned another one. There was another one, uh, Think and Grow Rich. I think, think and that grow one's rich. just more like mindset, right? Manifesting, things like that. Um, but Linda's, I do have her book. I haven't started it yet. Uh, I got two copies, one for me and one for my lady. So we're both going to read those together. And then I'll probably check out the other one too. Yes, yes. So. Definitely do it. All right, you guys. Well, hope you guys like this short episode of money. Obviously, it's a master class of money where we're just going to touch an overview on on money this was psychology of money we're going to talk about investing stocks margin i feel like that's something people don't really talk yeah. about we're going to talk about 529 plans where if you have a business uh, how you can help yourself with taxes but these are all going to be in future episodes make sure you subscribe make sure you share where can people follow you eddie yeah you can find me on all social media platforms at eddie the hustler Eddie the Hustler. Check out the other videos that we have here on this channel or on this podcast. This has been Echale Podcast. Sheesh.